Well, hello and welcome along to the Box of Delights, the Nice Things Commentaries, embarking upon episode four. My name is Paul Carmichael and with me, I'm in the esteemed company of... Ah, uh, Michael Livesey. I am steaming as well today with this oh, illness. Steaming. How's the cold? Is it still... still yeah, still yeah it's horrible. Horrible, actually. I think you lot gave it me. I may well have done. It's yes. Little, it's a little extra Christmas gift for you. Merry Christmas. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. It's not you. No. It's not you. It was a travelling salesman came to the house. No, oh, there you are. It's good to have a victim, though, isn't it? Somebody to point at and blame, I always find, is a good it thing. It makes one feel better about oneself, doesn't it? It does. Absolutely. Yeah. Now yeah. then, as you'll know, um, on this uh, podcast, uh, we watch the episode, we comment along, we try to remember some one or two things, usually incorrectly, and we both choose our favourite thing from the particular episode. So... Yes. If you are ready at home, poise over the play button, and we would ask that you hit play in three, two, one, go. Here we are. And we're off. Beautiful shining light. I underplayed these titles on the last episode. I think I sort of suggested that maybe they were not as impressive as they are. They're so evocative. They, they oh, are yeah. simple. Simple titles, but like God, a dream. good. Yeah. And so elemental. Mm. Will we see Pat this week? I oh, wow. I do remember when this was on, the lack of Troughton. Yeah, uh, it was irksome, wasn't it? It was in some episodes. She just wanted Patrick Troughton to be in all of this. He's too busy being Rodney Trotter's granddad on that sitcom. The two of us. Yes. You didn't like that, did you? No. Mm. <laughs> in we go... The spider in the bed. <laughs> oh, no, no, absolutely didn't like that. I liked him, and then the yes. per then the person I didn't like from Only Fools and Horses because that was common would come on screen and ruin it, and I didn't enjoy it at all. Yes, Purse was the character's name. That's it. Replaced by Tenniel Evans. That's right, because Troughton died between mm. series, didn't he? Yeah, Janet Dibley. Mm. Bird in it. Down we go. Cliffhanger resolved, simple as yeah, that. Yeah, and I think that annoyed me that it was so easy. Mm. Do you ever remember the old story about the uh, cartoonist who went away sick and the main protagonist in this cartoon was left, you know, he was tied up, he was about to be murdered by the natives and all this other stuff. And he came back after two weeks, they were like, how the hell? You know, what do you... Nobody could solve this cartoon and finish it off. And he just wrote down, you know, and with three bounds he was free. <laughs> yeah, the CSO was really good. Mm. I don't know if it's, it might have had a little clean up for DVD. I presume the you know we're watching something sourced from the DVD, but I don't think it has because no. they'd have done something with the other effects. So even that, that's a cracking bit of CSO there. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Because these two are giving, I, I think, they're giving good performances, but they're giving sort of children's TV performances, mm. yeah. which you do not get from Robert Stevens. You get the no. performance of, you know, someone who's in a drama, and that's it. Yeah. And presumably terrifying to work with. Yes. If you were a child. Absolute sweetheart. We don't mm. know. Here we go. This will be where we see the car shot. Mm. 
No, it looks oh. like no. Oh. No. It's gonna happen. Might be in episode six. They might be saving it. Yes. It might be that. No, I was saying last week, in this episode, if you watch how Kay's dressed, we might get a shot now. Here he comes. Yeah. Look at what he's dressed in. Oh, come on, give us a proper shot of him. I wanted this costume. Absolutely, I, I could quite happily have dressed like this back then. I'd still dress like this now. You should actually. just wander about the village like this. I don't think anyone would object at all. I think you'd fit right in where you live. I probably would, actually. Wouldn't it look like this? Hmm. Some lovely handheld work here, handheld yeah. camera work. Lovely. There's quite a bit of that in this, isn't there? Mm. Handheld stuff. At the beginning when he was coming back from the railway station in episode yeah. one. Oh, we got the lovely handheld. lurch of the fox yeah. coming at him, yeah. So we're in yeah. Wasselwood House again. Is it Ellen? That's what he said, yeah. Right, so let's look for her at the end. It's uh, not Mariah. Okay. No. no, that's the child. I'm cold. <laughs> it really is sort of the end of that golden era of children's television, isn't it? You know, if you think yeah. those wonderful historical dramas, The Phoenix and the Carpet and all that yeah. sort of thing, and it seemed to culminate here. And I can't I think of anything beyond this. No, I can't. Maybe... Um, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. What was that, 1990? Uh, 89, 1991, that was. Yeah. Um, but that didn't... I mean, it didn't have the same effect on me, probably because I was 14, 15, 16 at the time. So that could be a reason. Yeah. But I think I found the children even more annoying in that. They were even more, oh, good Lord, gosh, yeah. than, than here. Yeah. And I'm not the biggest fan of C.S. Lewis, either. No. No. I think it's... That's the car that turns into the plane. That is the car, and it will turn into a plane. It will. We know that it does. We do. We've seen it. It's a lovely design they've done on the car with the back, mm. though, isn't it? If that isn't a proper old car, then they've mm. really gone for it. Well, right. This must be Here it. Here we go. This is it. This is the shot. No. Oh. Hold on, dear. Okay. Okay. Oh, come she on, then. Potato with her breakfast. I think so. I had the same haircut as her when I was little. We all did. Did we? Hmm. Did your mum do yours as well? Or... Yeah, my mum used to do the full bowl on the head and cut round it. Oh, yeah. I remember once she snicked my ear with the scissors, and I ran off down the garden barefoot, screaming with a bleeding ear, and I stood in dog shit. <laughs> Brilliant. Gutted. <laughs> I can still see it going through me toes. There you go. Oh! There's the wing. That's the shot. But in my head, they come out and it takes off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, at least it's there. At least that's not it a completely is. false memory. No. It's not a Mandela moment. No. Look at that for a shot. That's beautiful. 
little bit like an oubliette. Yes. I love an oubliette, all right. I love the word oubliette. Yes, it's a smashing word. There's a lovely, lovely costume moment in this one, isn't there? When she's taken out the cell and it looks like it's by an animal of some sort, but it's such a quick shot that you can't really make out what creature it is. And I think that that, I remember that really enhanced that moment for me as a child. The fact that I couldn't tell what had got her. It's so often, isn't it, that it's the things you don't see as a child. Yeah. They loved going for that sort of thing, though, in the mid-80s, didn't they? The sort of hybridised mm. oddness. Mm. Um, what's the... Um, is it Remembrance of the Daleks, which is season 22? No. Um, Revelation. Revelation. Yeah, you've got the half bloke, half Dalek in that, haven't you? You have in the, in the glass Dalek. Here we go. Is this? No, no. Hey, oh, he's back. Yeah. And then you've got what they do with Perry and Mind Warp. Yeah. And in Menace on Varos, they do church yeah. into a bird there, don't they? So. Yeah. There's something quite unnerving about that. Mm. That metamorphosis thing. Mm. And it felt plausible as a child, didn't it? Because we were, we were brought up with that as being a trope, I suppose, the, a dramatic trope. Yeah. So why would you not believe that that was absolutely a possibility? Yeah. Wasn't it the Tomorrow People where they were all things, animals, in the credits, and they'd change into other things, like a bird or something? No. No, that's not the Tomorrow what People. What was that? Know, the Tomorrow People was a lava lamp effect there was a kids series where every, all the kids in it were different things like a, an owl or something like that well, I don't know that one yeah. Yeah. well if anyone does please yes. post a comment and let us know yeah. that would be lovely here we go is this this thing yeah, yeah. don't Bring know what it is gimp. just don't know what that thing is and the that, gimp well, the gimp, yeah. <sighs> I imagine this is... It's an early use of that narrative device of actually sitting down, talking, and a flashback, you know, to actually use that within... Uh, to, we use it within a novel. <laughs> Yeah. It's a lovely sort of like... I think what Macefield does is he does create so many things that these days we think of as being stereotypical, including the big one, of course, that we wow. won't talk about yet. Yes, do we won't talk about that yet. Mm. <clears throat> but as I was saying to one of the students the other week, the thing about stereotypes is they come from a truth. They've got to, <laughs> they've got to come from somewhere. So these days we think of the, the ending, for example, as being this... Oh dear. We think of the ending as being the stereotype. But um, Macefield was very probably the originator. Who knows? Who knows? I've pondered that one myself quite a few times. Mm. 
Was it hackneyed then? Ah, the joy of a Kirby wire. Yes. Oh, it's going for some rosy-cheeked caperings with your best friend flying through the sky. And you would be after being on a Kirby for a few hours. I've been on a Kirby wire once. I was amazed I could have children afterwards. They are <sighs> the most painful things ever. And that's lovely. You know, you get to the end of that sequence, so presumably they've just built a little platform above the camera and then gone, go on, boys, jump. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. We're in the uh, we're in the Malvern Hills now. Mm, um, beautiful part of the world. And that is um, they're filming on the side of Midsummer Hill. So when you see the hill, yeah, that's Midsummer Hill. What a wonderful name. Mm. Lovely part of the world as well, the Malverns. Mm. He would have known it well, wouldn't he, Macefield? Mm, yes, he would. Yeah, he's from Worcestershire. What I what I'd love is, and we've talked about this before, is the the amount of travelling they must have done between between locations. Um, so I went on, and I was in Dubrovnik. I did that Game of Thrones tour, and yeah. all the locations are within about fifteen minutes of each other. You couldn't do a tour of the Box of Delights God, locations. No. You'd have to take a week. Yeah, most of it travels. Yeah, they really went for it on this, mm. and they uh, obviously they wanted to get the snow and they got it see now that's the costume I was talking about last week that he's wearing oh you mean the like the plus fours that's it that's what I would wear oh yeah they're not actually plus fours then we call them plus fours but mm. I think they're just breeches I remember when I was wearing them for the Sir Henry show I remember a guy I was saying about the plus fours he was like that no they're not called plus fours and he told me what they were called I can't remember right. I think it was breeches I was a wee bit pissed, you know. Uh, I just, uh, bit, yeah. just done a show, by the way. Oh, yes. Look at this get up. It's just like. Brilliant. In his swimming cap. I know. It is just delicious, isn't it, that? Mm. Wonder if I'll be able to taste again today. That'd be yeah, nice. You might. Yes, some hearing. Yeah, that might happen to He's got his sports bra on. Yes. He was straight in here, Stevens, wasn't he? No more. Oh, yeah. No. Possibly after a little drinky. Oh, yes. The vodka would have been flowing. Mm. East Nor Castle, though, which is in. Uh, place uh, that I didn't go to. What's it Ledbury, I'd say. Oh, is it? Is it? Yeah. Is it actually there? Wow. Yeah, it is. That's that's in Ledbury, East oh, So they were sympathetic to his origins. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, 
It's a lovely looking building, but it's um, it's essentially a folly. It's uh, it's a castle built in I think eighteen ten something like that. Okay, that's good a lovely, lovely building though. It's a lovely part of the world. It really is a lovely part of the world. Mm. The main street is, um, you know, very seventeenth century. Mm. Ah, now there's a sh I think the one shot I don't like coming up here. Oops. Dash it. Now my big question for this sequence would be how does he see not see Kay? Yeah, how is he not seeing him? Well, he's acting, isn't he? I mean, obviously. Well, but from a narrative point of view. Hmm. Well, you know. Yeah. You get this in television, don't you? You, know. you do, yeah. That's an ice house there. That's the other thing I've read up on. It's an actual ice house. But it's been restored. So they've stripped the hill back. So what's the right. point? Now this is handy. What we need them to do is just get rid of all the other child actors. Just kid them. <laughs> Remove them. Yes. And just leave us with Devon. Yeah, there we go. There's the ice house. The ice house reminds me of that terrible ghost story for Christmas with John Stride. Mmm. It's dreadful. Mmm. There's Marty Feldman. Devin can hold his own, though, can't he? As a little performer, yeah, considering his good. age. He is He good. never uh, carried on, did he? No. Went into tech. Mm. Yeah. Oh, there's her again. We forgot to check on the t on the credits last week. Yes. We said we would. Was it Ellen? El not Ellen. Is it Ellen? I can't remember. Oh, maid. Yeah. Maid. Girl. Girl, where's my drink? <laughs> where's my posset, girl? Yes. You're quicker about it than you were with the tea. <laughs> she annoyed me. Oh, I. Still Too does. wet. She didn't. I think when I was about 10, I think I fancied that one. Oh, yes, we all did, dear. All mm, oh, right, good. good. I just That's... remembered when I was on the dole, mm. the cupboard that I'd keep booze in and stuff like that was the cupboard of delights. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <coughs> more Jimmy Grout. That's what we want. We want more Jimmy Grout. Abner Brown's in the Midnight Folk as well. Right, okay. 
He's the dude in that as well. And sequentially that comes before this yes. one. Right. Yeah. I think they did the Midnight Folk on um, BBC Radio. Yes, they well did. As the Box of Delights. I've got the Box of Delights, the BBC one up here. Oh, right. Uh, with Spike in it and whatnot. But then weren't you saying they'd done it a number of times and the Helly Hutchinson Symphonia became synonymous with it? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, I've not heard the latest one, which was done by Big Finish, and they've got got Jacoby in the Trouton Road. That'd be good. Tempted by that, but I'm not 35 quid's worth of tempted. No. Oh, no. Love Derek Jacoby, though. Oh, yeah. I love that series, Vicious. Mm-hmm. There's only like me who loves it. Oh no, I, I love it. Um, it was well, just there's only us. Who only us. It. Only us. But yeah. very short episodes, weren't they? I think they so were. So good though. Are they? Yeah, but they were going for the American market, so the episodes were twenty-one and a half minutes. Is that yeah, dream sequence time? Here we again. go. This is that Greek thing again, isn't it? The three ages of woman, or whatever it is. Mm. See, it's all webbed up against. Again, it's all webbed up. Very uh, Zoroastrian, isn't it? Mm. And lots of Gnosticism in it. Mm. Those uh, street scenes are just done about a mile away from the house that was used for Sea Kings, all all imbuedly. So, you know, it's not that they were being willy-nilly with the locations. They used the locations extremely well and got so much use out of them. Mm. Oh, it's such an innocent show, dear. Mm. Harks back to when we were all mere striplings. Yeah. Our entire lives ahead of us. Sequences like this, I think, make me really appreciate the Radiophonic Workshop, though. The music is just... Perfect. Yeah, the music's superb. And it- they, they were always superb. But you could believe that this is a little bit of Helly Hutchinson. It seems to fit in perfectly with the Carol Symphony. Yeah. Which is testament to Roger Lim. The man's a genius. That's pubic hair on that ceiling. Mm. The Merkin. Yes, the Merkin Cathedral, dear. Yeah. Lovely place in Gloucestershire. <laughs> so this again... Oh, that's this brilliant, is brilliant, CSO. Yeah. East Castle again. All Ledbury. We should, we should pop in we when, should. We, when we visit. We should. I didn't know there was so much Ledbury. Mm. Big spit, big greenie on K. Mm. There you go, boy. <laughs> Nothing so coarse. Thank you. That's a nice touch. Mm. Drink it right down now. It's piddling down here. Another two degrees colder, and it'd be falling as snow, this. Yeah. Oh, this is a nice shot as yes, well. Yes, it think, is. Right? That's nicely done. That's <laughs> how jolly cross he is. Yes. In that costume that I want. You can have that. I need to get one. Some I need it. We can get you one of them. Is it no tweed? Problem. It looks tweed. Or... Yeah, I should think so. I love tweed. I just have to get my head around the fact that it's soaked in urine, isn't it? Uh, is it? Yeah. Tweed is soaked in urine as part of the manufacturing process. 
they put the we in tweed. Yeah. Either that or some bloke just told me that so he could piss on me tweed pants. I don't know. It could be either or, really. Chap on the internet the other day. Mm. You know, the flat earth stuff. Oh, oh, yes. There was no such thing as globes until the 1950s, apparently. That's horseshit. Hmm? Happy oh, no. Brown's got one in 1934. Yeah. See, even that shot there, yeah. where he walked out of shot, that's not as straightforward as I would have thought, because... Kay's floating there, CSO'd, yeah, and then he moves... Of specials. But yeah, so I think you must have three things there. Presumably you've got Kay is CSO'd, but so is Robert Stevens. They're both CSO'd, so you can do this sort of composite yeah. layer. It's not, not a straightforward thing to do no. at all. So they were using early computers. Hmm. I think would it have been Quantel that they were using around this time? The early Quantel stuff. Yeah. Look how the Chubster just kicks the door shut. It's just the characters there, isn't he? So mm. kick. Yeah, that little Insubordinate and thug. fat. Yes. Is scrubbling a word from, of Macefields, or is it an old dialect uh, word, or any idea? I don't know. I mean, it could be. It could be. Mm. I know that uh, Pertwee used to go on about nerdling, didn't he? Mm. Him, him and Tenny Levens, who yeah. we brought up again, used to do what they called nerdling mm. when they weren't when they had week on, weekends off from the Navy Lab. They'd drive the country to old stately homes and just steal things. <laughs> from these abandoned buildings. Oh. Yes, apparently he was quite the thief, Mr. Pertwee. Pertwee. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, there was no one in the houses. So it's not like he was nicking, nicking. No, absolutely. But he's good at liberating things, shall we say? Taking them on long-term loan. Yes. Hmm. I read that in David J. Howe's book, but for. I think it's about 120 odd quid that book now. I think I'll uh, hope that memory serves me correct. Mm. Is this where we find out about mm -hmm. Mr. Lily? And there it is. Who was a real person as well? Was he? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, he's at least legendary. Right, okay. So this plugs into another legend Alchemist. Hmm. Mm. He rather neatly ties together a lot of Western European myths and folklore. Ah, right. It's a fascinating performance. Just that no. He could have said no, but it comes out as no. Just clipped. Yeah. Just gives him that little 
can't, can't really call it an alien quality, can you? It's, it's, it's the just story. A... He's he's gone through this story so much. The character mm. that it's taken him over, hasn't it? Mm. He's totally and utterly involved here, isn't he? Mm. Brilliant, that. It's, it's brilliant. It's a brilliant performance. It's an exciting performance. This is a man possessed. Hmm. If I recall... I'm going to point this out. I don't want to break the magic or anything. But when we get to the end of the episode... And it goes to a whiteout, and then the box closes. If you watch the top of the box, you can just about see the wire uh, that would have actually opened the box, and then they reversed it so it closes. But you can just see a hint. Here we go. I think it'll be here. Yeah. Watch the top of the box. Ah, yes. See? I just see. a little hint of wire there. But I love that. It's a practical effect. Another great ending. A great ending. He is 700 years old, even if he couldn't be bothered being in the episode. No Patrick Troughton again. No, no, you can use my likeness. Yes. <laughs> That's enough. Betty charged a fee. Oh, of course. Oh, of course. Helen hey, Fraser. Helen That's Fraser. That's her. Right, there Helen Fraser. We must find out about Helen Fraser. For the I love um, Pertwee when he's on about getting Troughton into the conventions and that. And he gets him to go to one with him, doesn't he? Mm. And they give him some gifts and then it's like, we had a very nice lunch. Mm. And they're sat eating this lunch, and Patrick says, Do they always give you presents like this? Yes. And this is always a nice lunch. Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh. That's the circuit we need to be on, dear. That is, isn't it, really? Yeah. Nice lunches all round. Yes. I do like a nice lunch. Yes. Uh, no worse than a boring lunch. Oh, good God, no. Absolutely not. Christine Rawlins there, salute you with those costume designs. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful things. And two designers, which I'm not shocked by. You know, this is a beautifully designed show. It is. Perfect. So there we are, the spider... Yes, so episode four is done, so now is the time. So is there anything that particularly caught your eye? What would you pull out of that episode as the number one? Well, you can go first. You can go first this week. For me in this one, this is the one, and I remember watching this one, where Robert Stevens' performance for me became mesmeric um, because he starts breaking up the speech patterns. Like you say, it's when he's uh, you know recounting Mm. this story again. But it was the performance there, it's the levels and the way that the emotion jumps. He just goes from one thing to the next, up and down, all over the place. But it's a it's a beautifully thought out and, and well-rehearsed performance mm. that we get from Robert Stevens, I think. But I think in that sequence there, which he carries effortlessly, but there's an element of danger. And I can remember watching him and there was a curiosity that I had, which was, how does he do that? How does he do that? I'd like mm. to be able to do that. How do you do that when you're just clearly acting? So for me, it was um, in that episode. It's it's that alien quality that Stevens is 
bringing to the fore to just make the script sparkle even more than it already does. I think Stevens is wonderful. And I'm even prepared to watch him as Sherlock Holmes with atomic submarines. Oh, yes. Well, it's the thing with Abner is we don't... We know the sort of the world he he sort of sits at the top of Mm. is quite magical and it's quite this and, you know, it's quite metaphysical, isn't it? Mm. And we now know um, that... Harlins is Luli, mm. the sort of medieval alchemist. We know that. Mm. We don't know too much about Abner Brown yet. No. So he's still got a massive air of mystery about him. So we don't know is he is he another immortal? Is he another, you know, what is he? So there's you can be very ambiguous in your performance. He's he's just coming across as a completely driven individual Mm. um, powerful but it's one of those things in the hands of um, Harlins the box is quite benign but Mm. in the hands of Brown yes the box could be something it's it's very much Pandora's box isn't it yeah it is it is would you go for Stevens as your thing in this episode do you think or or are you going to go for the fact that we finally saw that shot which just Yes, that's a very good point, isn't it? Because that's that, that's lovely to see. Well, that whole sequence is quite interesting, isn't it? It does. It's all over the map. This show, isn't it? Mm. You know, the next thing you've got her in some sort of World War Two bunker. Mm. Um, I don't know. I think, uh, and it does. It, it's now robbed of its novel uh, novelty value, really. But when we find out that Harlins is. Ranon or Ramon, I can't remember which Lully. Mm. You know that was quite that was quite a thrill, really, mm. yeah. because it was kind of like it played right into that Doctor Who thing, didn't it? And, you know, and all that well, business. The fact that he's seven hundred years old, yeah. I'm not going to deny. At the time, I went, Ooh, exactly. does that mean? Yeah, exactly. So I, I can't really divorce that memory from my having to choose something mm-hmm. that was quite special. But, I mean, Robert Stevens is stunning in that. He totally and utterly believes it. Mm. Totally Absolutely. and utterly believes it. Is that and a I lovely, lovely school of performance around that time where you get these actors, you get him, you get Jeremy Brett, and they do believe it. And and you can tell that when they get the script, the hours that must be spent playing around with speech patterns and that sort of thing, just to give it that extra quality. Yes. Wow. Lovely. Yeah. Those hours on stage over those decades, Mm. trying things, failure, you know, success. Taking the same script and saying it night after night after night, but just playing with the intonation each night until you've got it just right. That's, it's something that training, conventional training can't do, is it? No, you've got to be forged in the white heat of performance. Oh, yes. All of that sort of thing. So, Not yes, pleasant. So, so we shall salute Robert Stevens. Oh, yes. yes very nice wonderful. thing for episode four, I think. Very so, nice. Yes. So that yes. brings us to the end of episode four. There are two episodes to go. And would you believe it, we are on schedule to have episode six on Christmas Eve, just as you should. Almost as if we planned it. Almost? Yes. Oh, dear. Yes. So, well, you need another posset. I do. I'm going back to bed. 
you go and get some rest here. And uh, so we'll say uh, goodbye to you and we'll say goodbye to everyone at home until the next time when we're back with episode five. But until then, of course, if you wish to see what we're up to, you can find us on social media. You can follow the Perrant podcast on uh, at Nice Things Show on Twitter. I'm on Twitter as uh, at Paul Carmichael V and you are there as at Michael Livesley, aren't you? Yes, you're very good at this, aren't you? Thank you. Very very slick. It's a struggle, though. It's a struggle. Yes, I approve of the struggle. The struggle is real. It is. It's always real. So, until the next time, it's a goodbye from me, uh, Paul Carmichael, and it's a goodbye from a colleague, Mr. Livesley. Bye-bye. And we'll see you soon for episode five. Goodbye. Bye.